This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German, forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a Too loud. Sorry. Didn't mean to wake up the neighbors. Yeah, you know, it's been a couple of days. How long has it been? Seems like seems like three weeks. Anyway, I'm here. You're there. It's a Monday. It's a muggy day out. It's almost like a summer day today. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Uh, and here we are. I'm, I'm, I got a. I look like a lobster. I was away for the weekend. Can explain that why I wasn't here on Friday, uh, but I'm back here in the saddle again. So let's do a Monday show uh, the right way and uh, and have a lot of fun with it at the same time. That's what we try to do here. We try to have fun on the radio. Uh, yeah, I just uh, went down to uh, see the grandkids uh, down there in uh, East Northport with my lovely wife Sharon. Who at one point we thought we lost her phone, but we found it. So it was a great weekend. Up to that point, it didn't seem like a great weekend. Uh, I tell you what, losing your phone or misplacing it, it's, 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 a, it's a harrowing experience, but we did find it. In fact, it was in the car, and I turned off the notification. Was te- I was texting. I was c- trying to call it, but then I realized my phone still can't call out. My life's miserable right now. It's ridiculous. Yes, I could be in Ukraine. I can explain that at, uh, ad infinitum and blah, blah, blah. I won't bore you with it, but I'm still having phone issues. Terrible. Just terrible. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, go out and get uh, switch to Spectrum. Do it. Do it right now. You won't be able to call for a while, but uh, do it anyway. You'll save money. So we found the phone, and uh, it was great. So I try to squeeze in as much as I can in a, in a weekend because I'm really down there. And being, being originally from Queens, going to Long Island, you know, when in Rome, see as many people as, as you can. And when I was younger, when I was young and hurt, sorry, I, uh, I was able to do all that stuff. I'd go from, like, Connecticut to Jersey, back to Queens, sometimes Long Island. I don't know how I did it. I, 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 don't have, I, I don't have a clue. So I try to squeeze in uh, a trip to my uh, uh, childhood friends. George's, George lives over there, as if you know who George is. My friend George, uh, former air traffic controller, lives out in Wanto. He's retired now. So I went, I went from uh, East Northport, obviously, uh, to uh, Wanto, which was south. And then I trekked over to Jersey, right through Queens, Brooklyn, to uh, Jersey, through Staten Island. And boy, my arm's tired. And it was a great time. It's just that, uh, but I'm just beat. So what happened was, and I, I've been trying to explain this to, you know, to people around the, the, the station today because I, I came in looking miserable because I just, I can't kick this, uh, this ailment that I have. This, it's, it's, it, it's been explained to me that I have a chronic form of bronchitis, whatever that means. I mean, that means it won't go away. And I've been tested. I don't have a virus. I don't have anything sitting in my lungs. I don't have pneumonia. 
But I sure, I, I just, I, I feel terrible because I'm just not sleeping that well as a result of this. I'm not functioning. And maybe there's a reason for this. Maybe it's the low pressure system. But this has been ongoing for me at least. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm, you know, doctor, a Dr. Fauci fan. I am not, but I, uh, you know, I had to, uh, you know, I had to, I guess I don't want to use the word appease. I had to do what I had to do in order to work here. I had to get, uh, no, no blaming, uh, Jim Levin, who by the way, he's in Las Vegas right now. So I could throw him under the bus, but I just didn't have a good reaction to that. That's the only thing I could say because I haven't been the same since. So, uh, I should have went to quick med before I felt something coming on on Friday. But by Saturday morning, it was like, uh-oh, it's back again. Here it is. I'm away. I, don't have my med- I didn't have a refill of my medication. Can't just c- continue, you know, uh, refilling this, that, and the other thing and, and get the quick fix. Because, you know, the people tell me that after a while, it doesn't work anymore. It's, it can actually do more harm than good. But I can tell you one thing. I got my medication today, and I, feel gr- I, I don't feel great. I'm just beat. But I'm not coughing like I was earlier. It's amazing what, what that stuff does. But I got to check this out. I did go to the doctors about a month ago or so. It's been actually two months now. Got the blood test and all that stuff. Oh, you're fine. You're great. No problems. You have a little congestion, but you're fine. Uh, it sucks. You know, it really does. Someone told me years ago, there's nothing more valuable than, than your health. And when you're a young person, you feel, you know, like invincible. Like, yeah, you can live forever. But as we get older. So now I'm thinking about all these commercials that I hear for... Uh, Relief Factor, you know, Larry Elder, the dude that ran in the special, well, it wasn't, it was the recall election against uh, uh, Gavin Newsom there. Oops, Bobby Ferris is calling me. So anyway, uh, what was I just talking about? Yeah, so, so, uh, so I'm thinking of getting Relief Factor because, again, the less sleep you get, the more cranky you are and the less, I guess you could say at this point, I'm just, I'm 59 years old. I'm going to be 60 uh, this, this December. And it's amazing because when you look at, uh, not, not to put people down that are long dead, but I saw a video today of uh, Honus Wagner at a special event back in the 40s or 50s, whenever it was. And uh, they said, here's Honus Wagner at a special event at Dodger Stadium at Ebbets Field. And it says, Honus Wagner, 59 years old. And, and he, I'm like, that's 59? Holy mackerel, look at him. Holy and you could say that back then because back in the day, you know, a lot of people just looked a lot older than they really were. And maybe it was just because of the styling and whatnot. But, you know, these guys didn't grow up with penicillin. They couldn't go to a quick med and get the quick fix. They couldn't get a valve job if they needed it or something or other. So technology has gotten to the science, I should say, has gotten to the point where we, can, we don't look like 59-year-old Honus Wagner or like I, I was talking about not too long ago about the movie Marty with uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Ernest Borgnine, where his mother and his and his and his aunt was st- was sitting there, saying, "Hey, we're in our we're in fifty three years old now, we're old we're old <laughs> we're old hags now," and I'm like, "Oh my God, this movie was nineteen fifty five, so the version of of someone at that age of fifty fifty three years old or fifty nine for that matter back then back in the forties fifties sixties seventies even in the eighties considerably different than it is now but that said the mortality rate apparently is going lower it's actually the average age in america because of covid and many other things not to mention uh diabetes and uh, other things that are killing people left and right and uh fentanyl and so forth we're not living as long and a lot of us look a lot older than we do because of just bad dieting and whatnot but for the most part 
people look a lot younger these days. So that's good. And that's why we're living less more. In fact, today, the oldest person in the world uh, in Japan, I believe, died at the age of 119 years old. So more and more people are seeing 90, 95, 100 plus. More centennials live right now than ever before. And yes, that includes during the biblical times when people lived up to, what, 450, which is a bunch of nonsense, as we know. Uh, so what's going on in the world? The big thing that, that stands out, obviously, everyone's talking about Elon Musk. Fine. Great. I love it. He's going to do things. But now Donald Trump announced today that his Truth Social is platform app uh, is going to happen. And I think he's launching it, if I'm not mistaken, real soon, probably next month, I hear. And that's probably where he'll announce his candidacy for 2024. Remember, he came down the escalator in June of 2015. So, wait a minute, would that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. Whatever. I think one day he'll use his platform, obviously. But I think one day he should just come down the escalator again at the Trump Tower. But Trump today said he will not go on Twitter. And for that I don't know whether or not Elon Musk is calling the shots now. I don't know if he'll allow him to get his account back on again. But uh, Trump said, no, I'm going to use my own platform. So that was somewhat surprising. I think Elon Musk probably said, hmm, there goes $4 billion for my investment. I was accounting on that dude to come all along here. But Elon Musk is going to make a lot of changes. My fear, for his sake, not that he has any issues, even though he doesn't live in a house. He lives with friends. He doesn't own a house. Kind of like Mary, uh, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, my, my fear is, it's just like all the Republicans and conservatives that have not been using Twitter. Yours truly, but I never used it because I live in Watertown. Twitter's nothing big up here. I think, I think there's going to be a, a mass exodus. Uh, from a lot of liberals. You know, I could just imagine, although I did not watch the Yentis today on The View, uh, I'm sure they're, they're saying they're going to protest Twitter. So be on the lookout for that. That's, that's the big news today. But the other one that I heard while driving up, listening to SYR radio, is uh, this according to Fox 5 out of New York. Governor Kathy Hochul's job performance rating plunges, according to a new Siena poll. This is big, big news. Now, I, I said recently that despite the fact that Latinos, for instance, are not too enamored with Joe Biden and, and that his performance or ratings with them is, is at an all-time low, that doesn't necessarily mean that Latinos won't vote for a Democratic candidate or, for that matter, Joe Biden in 2024. It just means they're not happy with his performance. So the same could apply here. You know, buyers are liars. But Governor Kathy Hochul's job performance rating plunges per Siena poll. And now I can't open it up. Dip, 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 dip. Why can't I open this up? What's the matter with this phone? Oh, go out and get yourself a new phone. Save some money. Let's see if I can open it up again. Oh, here we go. Uh, Governor uh, Kathy Hochul's uh, overall, oh, Hochul, whatever, overall, you say tomato, I say tomato, overall job performance rating plunged last month to the lowest it's ever been to 36%, according to the New Siena College Research Poll. Uh, also, she received a negative job performance rating on five specific categories, with a crime being the worst. 69% of New Yorkers believe Hochul is uh, doing a bad job at handling crime. Duh. And 63% say, say uh, she's not doing a good job with economic issues either, pointing to inflation and taxes. Well, technically, that's really not her fault. But we'll go with it anyway. Uh, it goes on to say, Hulk, boy, you, I can't stand these websites that keep transforming themselves. Hochul also fell in the polling numbers despite remaining ahead of her opponents, with 45% of voters saying that they would vote for someone else in November if Hochul is the Democratic nominee, while 40% are prepared to elect her to a full term. So look at that right off the bat. 45 say no, nay, nit. 
Well, forty percent are prepared to uh, to say, "Hey, what the heck? It's better than some guy in a red tie." Andrew Andrew Giuliani, what are you out of your mind? He actually might do things to this state. Lee Zeldin, who's yelling in his commercials, according to Mayor Jeff Graham. I haven't seen them yet. And uh, Astorino is still in the race. Uh, I just got some um, uh, uh, something sent in the mail from him uh, just just today, as a matter of fact. Then you got this other guy, I don't know, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, standing up on what looks to be Tug Hill Plateau. Has he changed that commercial yet? The snow is gone, my friend. It's 80 degrees today. He's the other dude. So this is going to be an interesting race. So I got thinking, despite the fact that we're such a blue state, now people are blaming everybody for the, you know inflation and gas prices. And on top of that, you know New York is a mess. Rochester is a mess. Syracuse is a mess. Things aren't getting any better. So I got thinking, historically, I, I go back to the days of uh, uh, Richard uh, Milhouse Nixon. And he, uh, obviously, he was, uh, he resigned. He would have been impeached in, what, August of 1974. At that point, uh, Gerald Ford took over. And, I, I, you know, I look at it this way. You know, a big scandal, here it is, you know, uh, Nixon was in his second term. Ford, as, 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 as endearing as he was, he was a great man. He got picked on for falling because he fell once, and Chevy Chase made a big, big deal about it. I think people were just like so fed up with with the previous administration, as good as Ford was, not to mention the primary against uh, uh, in 1976 against Reagan didn't help things, but uh, he lost to Jimmy Carter, a virtual unknown. And that's the same thing, and not that there was a scandal in the Reagan administration, but Reagan was in there for two two straight uh, terms, as you know, and George H. Bush took over for four, four years. So that was 12 years straight. And that meant, like, you know, it's time for a change. Let's bring in yet another unknown, and Bill Clinton comes, uh, comes around. So I think of it like, it, yes, it's a blue state, but we, we saw what happened in Virginia. It was close in the Murphy race in New Jersey, a very blue, blue state. There was a recall out there in California. People are upset. And if Hochul's numbers are so low, and apparently today she went on Channel 9 trying to steal people back in her favor, she just figured she, this was going to be walk in the park. She could just, you know, you know, talk about uh, 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 liberal copy points, CRT, you know, Black Lives Matter, go out there and get a vaccination, be my disciples. I'm going to be the governor forever and ever because Andrew Cuomo couldn't keep it in his pants. And now for the first time ever, we have a female uh, a governor of, the, of what used to be the Empire State. This should be a walk in the park. Well, according to the Siena poll today, it's not happening. People are upset. People are just getting tired of it. So, again, with respects to what happened after Nixon, Ford kicked out, and then uh, uh, George H. Bush, you know, said, read my lips. He screwed up himself. There's no doubt about it. But ultimately, he was going to lose. People said, enough is enough. So hopefully that translates something for the one of four candidates running right now. And uh, I'll tr- I'll tr- I know just recently we talked to, uh, we got to do equal time here. But uh, we, I'll try to set up something with uh, Andrew again, Andrew Giuliani, who apparently, based on his own numbers, I don't know if Sienna did his own polls, uh, he's, uh, he's in, he's in uh, good favor there. Uh, Astorino is, you know, he ran, what, two terms ago? But he's, he's got his hat in the ring. But people still insist that perhaps Lee Zeldin is the leader. Although if you talk to Mayor Jeff Graham, he says that's not the case. He yells too much. Those commercials mean nothing. 755. So we'll have to see what happens, and I'll set that up in the next couple of weeks because the big primary is around the corner. It's two months away. 
so many things politically to talk about here locally. The sheriff's race, the assembly race, and, uh, of course, the governor's race. And who will be, dis- who will be the Republican representative against Hochul? Oh, ho- what the- how the hell do you say her name, by the way? I can't say her name to save my life. She's got that ridiculous smile. I can't stand her already. But whatever. It's, it's going to be an exciting primary season. Uh, as Samantha called the hotline show today, wondering where her, uh, her government check is coming. $800 or something to low-income people. She sounded upset. Like, she, like, like, where is it? Then she was talking about how they have a season pass up there at the, uh, uh, where is that, uh, Uncle Sam Boat Tours. And it was kind of funny because, you know, you understand, you know, Ron Thompson runs a tight ship up there, no, no pun intended. But she says, yeah, this, uh, it, 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 the season pass is $50. And Jeff says, wow, that's a bargain. He says, well, you can't go on Mother's Day, Memorial Day, uh, 4th of July, uh, Flag Day and uh, and on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> so all of a sudden that went from oh uh, well it's still a bargain I guess. So that that was an interesting call today. Hopefully uh, Samantha will get her her eight hundred dollars whatever she's being delegated. I have no idea. Uh, but it's always an interesting conversation when Samantha calls up. Sometimes a little bit long winded, but today was kind of funny. All right. So other than that, uh, again locally not much happened. So if you want to chime in by any means, before I do my first or second break, I should say, uh, give me a shout. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. We got someone right here. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, how you doing? What's going on? It's a Duff man. N- nothing. You got 1995 on you? N- 1995? What's that? Yeah. I want to send you the three-week quick. Yeah. That, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> have you ever? Hey, let me ask the question. Have you ever tried that? No. Relief factor? Because, I mean, no. it's like, oh, it changed my life. I mean, it sounds like it's like, you know, why, why smoke crack when a relief factor can make your life better? Yeah. Well, Who I've needs fentanyl? That much in pain, yeah. Well, you know, apparently it's, pain, it's a, so. or stiffness or headaches or, and they never explain what it is. It's, it's like Felix the Cat's bag. You know, they, they, they have this pouch for 1995 and 70% of people that use it order more. I said, well, 70% is a good number, but. That's not a convincing number in my book, Duff. I want to hear like ninety-nine percent. You know what I'm saying? The three-week thing. Then they seventy percent of those people reorder it. That, right, but thirty percent said, "Ah, I don't feel any better." That's Glenn Curry. Well, thirty percent, thirty percent don't feel any better. But some of those guys sit there and say they have chronic back pain and all this. And that have stuff. you noticed though? Yeah, they're exactly. they're saying the same script though. I was listening to Glenn Beck yeah. today. They're literally saying the same script, as if they're married to the same wife. Oh, my wife told me to yeah. go out and get it. Now I can lift up my grandkids. I said, wait, that Larry Elder said the same thing the other day. Can't you change the copy here? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the one that helps you sleep. Which one's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh, Huckabee. Does. Yeah, Huckabee. Yeah, yeah. I love how they say he introduces himself as former governor of Arkansas and, and candidate for the presidency in 2016. It's like, okay, yeah. whatever. Why don't you yeah, mention well, that your daughter's going to be governor? What's that? <laughs> I said, yeah, why remind everybody, right? Right, right. I like him. I like, I like Huckabee. He seems like a good guy. Huckabee's all right. Yeah, he plays a guitar and all that. Right, yeah, stuff, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I'm going to tell you that, of course, Hochul's numbers are going to be down. Hochul. Because, uh, you know, I need uh, Biden's dragging everybody down. The Democratic Party has proved themselves to be uh, worthless, and, uh, you know, they can't get anything done. If they do try to get something done, it's, it's usually for the, 
uh, detriment of the, the American public. Mm-hmm. And that's been the case. They've had power for almost two years now, or right. year and a half, and year and a half. And they, you see what they've done to it. Uh, you well, know, it's a, so it's a two-year uh, plan. Yeah, destroy the nation. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Basically, that's what they've done. And I think you talk to anybody. I don't know how many people I talk to that said, you know, I voted. For, they finally admit they voted for Biden, and uh, but uh, they never, you know, <laughs> they're not going to vote Democrat for a long time. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you've got, a, you've got a core group that's that's benefited greatly under Democrats. They'll vote for him no matter. Right, what. right, and and remember what Mitt Romney said in that famous video that uh, Jimmy Carter's grandson apparently videotaped at a banquet hall, where he just said, "You know what? There's 45 percent of the populace you're never going to reach. You're never going to get them." And he got he took a lot of slack for that, uh, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always going to like. By the way, Hochul is uh, she continues to she's going to have her own primary race. I didn't even know this. But there's a spinoff between her and advocate, uh, public advocate Jumaine Williams and Congressman Tony uh, Tom Suzy or Su- Suazi, whatever. Uh, but she's yeah. killing them, so she's obviously going to be the candidate. I didn't know she was in a primary. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're you know, like you said, they they have a way of sticking together, and they're not going to let that come become of anything. You know. Well, that's how uh, Biden the got in. With the Republicans yeah. is everybody jumped in, and it is. You know, it's fine to have a primary as long as you, but you know, they're making each other spend money that they don't have. Yeah, right. No, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're out there spending money and they shouldn't be spending. Well, politicians they, are good at they that. They show the United Front. I mean, they, and I know they'll unite afterwards, but I mean, that isn't going to make up for the fact that they're going to spend a few million dollars. You know, try to get to the promised land, you know? Well, this is what the, the article is. It goes in depth about it. One quarter of voters in New York State say that crime will be the single most important issue in determining what, which candidate gets their support for governor in November. <laughs> uh, majority of voters also say the state is headed in the wrong direction. Duh. But one thing I can say, and I've said this before, I drove up through um, Pennsylvania last night. We stopped, I couldn't drive anymore. I, I, I had to stop in Cortland last night. That's, that's as close as I got. I was going to drive off the road. Oh. Yeah, I know. It was bad. I had another hour and a half at least. And I just we went into some you know, Motel 6 with like one bar of soap. That was interesting. I think they have more soap in prisons than they do at Motel 6. But uh, yeah. so anyway, I, I'm driving, and I've said this before, driving through, uh, through the, the Garden State, Jersey, which in itself is, you know, is perplexed. You know, complex. You know, you get here, there, everywhere. But once you get beyond the, the up to the Delaware, uh, uh, Del- uh, what is it, the water gap there, it's very pretty. And then you get into Pennsylvania, and like it, it, it's like, oh my God, look at this place. And the moment you go over the border between Scranton and Binghamton, you could really, Duff, you could see the difference. New York State looks much better than Pennsylvania. So as many problems as we have, and I'm not, I'm not saying determine, it doesn't determine uh, the, or, or reflect on the entire state of Pennsylvania based on its highways, but let's face it, New York is far superior to, to Pennsylvania's infrastructure. It, it looks terrible down there. Well, you're going through the mining area. When you, from, no, uh, you go through the Poconos. It's uh, a beautiful spot. Well, from Harrisburg up through, but when you you get south of Harrisburg, it's pretty nice. I no, think I'm it, sure it is. It goes down to the uh, the Maryland border and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm sure you it is. More south, but Philadelphia is a mess. Whole country. Yeah, I know, but you know, I'm talking about more or less the roadway because I went to Oswego back in yeah, the early well, '80s. Philly's bad. Yeah, yeah. The roads are terrible. One big well, yeah, you're going through some bad parts of town too when you're down. On that. Yeah, you really yeah, are. But and yeah. I, if you also notice, 81 is a lot tighter 
in in Pennsylvania, it's the the, the northbound or whatever northbound southbound lanes are are, are are closer to one another. But once you get to like south of Binghamton, it expands. It's like oh wow, New York is a beautiful place. It's a shame it's run by a bunch of idiots that are running it right into the ground. They continue to do so. So I found this story today uh, about Hochul and her latest uh, rankings according to the Siena poll. Very very comforting, Duff man. And 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 I equate it to the Nixon deal and also to Reagan. And why people, regardless of their allegiance to the political allegiance, that is, uh, w- will see- seek a change. So I can't wait to talk to all four candidates again in the upcoming weeks. I'm looking forward to it. But, Duff, thanks for yeah, the call. Be a good time. i got to do a break. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm glad you had a good time at the baseball game. Yes, thank you. It was awesome, yes, to see Trevor and Grant in the same yeah, day. It was yeah, awesome. Yes, and it really is a good thing to see. It is. It, it really is. And thank yep. you for your comments on Facebook, Duff. No problem. Talk to you later. Talk to you. We saw the uh, Trevor and Grant play uh, uh, Little League on Saturday. It was great. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's happening? Is this Otis? You know it who is. this is? This huh? is Otis, my man. Holy hey, mackerel. Hey, long time I don't talk to you. Long time. It's Otis Day in the night. No, it's Otis Richardson, uh, folks, who used to own yeah, a restaurant you know. on Route 3, if I'm not mistaken. Do you still own the restaurant? No, I'm, I'm retired, period. And also, Otis uh, was a proud veteran and one of the only people on the planet that actually physically met Albert Einstein at some time, as a young man, of course. Is that true, Otis? Nobody that's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was working at the Princeton Terrace Club there, and, uh, and we fed all of the uh, students there. And, and I'll never forget one day, uh, this one guy was a football player named Hoffman. Mm-hmm. He was about, he was way over six feet tall. I probably weighed, he ate, every time he sat down, he ate three meals. Yeah, yeah, and big dude. Sudden, yeah, he was a big dude. Hmm. And, uh, Did he kill Lindbergh's kid? Brought him in. No, I, I'm just no, I no. thought he picked up a, a wano or something, but it was Einstein. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yep. So, yep. Did, did you, so when you met Einstein, yep. did you talk to him? No. No, nobody ever seen it. He, 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 you know, he looked like, he looked, see, before I started working at the, at the university, I was an institution technician at Princeton State Hospital. Wow. And uh, That's where he, he lived, looked yeah. like one of my patients. Really? <laughs> yep. Albert, what he looked like. Albert Einstein was one of your patients? No, no, I thought he looked like Oh, one. yeah, yeah, probably at that time. <laughs> I thought he looked like one. W- what year was that, Otis? What? Oh, that was back in the fifties. Back in the fifties, Jeepers. Yeah. So, Otis, what have you been up to? I've been doing nothing. I'm just totally retired. I, I got a whole bunch of problems, and uh, mm. you know, I didn't ever think I'd make it to eighty-five. Hey, God bless you. S- <laughs> someone else just turned eighty-five so today. How you, so, how are you doing? Good, good, good. I had, this is the first time we've spoken to Otis since I've been back on the air. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I, I, I don't remember the last time because I was doing this up until December of 2016, and I don't remember even that time period when you were calling in on the show. So it's been a long time, Otis. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, remember that one time I came in and we sat there and talked, and uh, it was I forget what the heck was the subject there, but I it had something to do with politics, and I was working for the federal government, and I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't give you no answers. Oh, yeah, top secret. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right, Yeah, right. you were asking me all them hard questions that I 
I would have went to jail if I would have answered them. Really? Wow. And do you know what we were talking about? It was something about it was something about the war. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And you couldn't disclose any yeah. of that. So uh, where yeah, I was are working you, on. Are you, are you still living I'm in? Great, at hmm? Are you are you still living in the Carthage Great Bend area? Yeah, I still live in Fels Mills, same place. Fels Mills, sorry. No yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fels Mills, yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah, who's yeah, that? I see, Jeff, I see Jeff every now and then. He hasn't changed. He's still the same old mean stuff. Who's that, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, yeah, he's still mean. Yeah, yeah. And do you, and let me ask the question. Do you still go to his bar? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I go down there. Good, 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 good. Well, who t- oh, you know who oh, turned yeah, it? You know, right. By the way, Otis, do you know who turned I just remembered this. Do you know who turned 85 today, I think? Uh, is Jack Nicholson. You're Jack Nicholson's age. you got to be kidding. I swear to God. I, I was shocked. I thought he was like less than 80, but no, he's 85 years old. Yeah, I was born December 30th, 1937. 1937. Boy, you've seen a lot of things, uh, Otis. Probably born in, you uh, know, born in poverty like so many other people during the 30s. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just thinking you might have. Uh, but uh, it was just a tough time. But you've come a long ways, uh, Otis. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, you sit back and you look and, you know, things never change. They just go in disguise. True. Very. Just like old soldiers. <laughs> well, that's, Otis, listen, I got to do a break, but this is great. So don't be a stranger. We haven't heard from you. I don't even know if you call the hotline show at all anymore. No, I never called. This is the first time I've been able to get through to you. Really? Wow! And when I when I found, when I finally heard, heard that you was back home again. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 welcome back, Carter. Right, right, right. <laughs> welcome back. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, well, I'll be listening to you every day now. Well, Otis, thank you very much, my friend. Good talking. You still, you don't sound any different, by the way, for the record. You don't sound at, at all any different than you did ten years ago. When you were calling in. Okay. That's a good sign. You have a good one. You too. Otis, thank you very much. Otis, my man, uh, a veteran of the Army and met uh, Albert Einstein in person living there in Feltz Mills. Let's do a break. Let's do this. We'll be back right after these messages. Don't go away. He's been in law enforcement for over 26 years. Leela Fave. Welcome back. All right. So more more to add to the uh, Kathy Hochul Saga. She joined Channel 9 out of Syracuse while campaigning in Syracuse. She says, and I quote, I'm breaking the model of governorship in between their bites of barbecue, people eating at the dinosaur barbecue on Sunday afternoon. Governor Hochul, along with her husband, joined the state senator's blah, blah, blah. It's all part of her uh, day of campaigning in central New York on Sunday. So she is seated at the picnic table, talking to people. Blah blah blah, lucky lucky person, right place, right time, kind of like Gillibrand, you know. That's how she became senator. She's not governor, but you know, you know the deal. You know, sometimes you you actually you're in the right place at the right time when someone like Andrew Cuomo, who doesn't give you the time of day, doesn't even know you're there. I mean, let's face it, who even knew we had a who who we don't we don't even have a, a lieutenant governor now because that Benjamin guy out of New York or down. My recording just died. I got to start it up again. There you go. All right, so um, that's weird, but nonetheless, no one knew she was there. Now they, now everyone knows she's there, and she's just so presumptuous, presuming rather that she's going to be the governor forever. And we got to put a stop to this. And all the national issues going on right now, not to mention New York State is a mess, is finally getting through to people, including her base. And it's so promising. So there's a reason why I'm actually feeling better right now, not to mention the medication. Hi, you're on the air. 
Hi, Glenn. What's happening? Um, I went up, uh, took a ride up through the park yesterday. Yeah. And it was literally, I'm telling you, I have never seen that many people up there except for Kite Day. Nice. Nice. And and I want to thank the council for almost one-way traffic all the time for not letting, um, what's his name, put in the public parking. Right. Uh, uh, Councilman so Cliff only. parked on both sides. And you could not go down anywhere up there except for that one wide street. Uh, you couldn't get by anybody. You had to go around. And uh, like I said, it was almost, it was a one-way traffic. And I want to thank them for not putting in that parking lot so to make it so dangerous for everybody up there trying to drive through. But it was literally packed. You should have seen the people there. It must have been nice. And here, yeah, and there's a it good reason. unbelievable re- yeah, how be- many people were out. You know, it was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And you talked about Samantha and the day she couldn't use it. Right. Well, Glenn, yeah. when you haven't got to be anywhere. Right. Right, right. You got right. seven days, you know. You no, I know, five I know. Days you can pick. <laughs> no, I know. It was just kind of funny the way she said it. I just had to, you know. And, and those know. rules make sense, Is by she the way. Kidding? Yeah. No, she's not kidding. She wants that money. She wants the cash. It's like you know, going no. to your, you know, going to your employer that he's, he owes you money from work that you did like ten years ago. Hey, give me that money. But she didn't do anything ten years ago. But she still wants the money. God bless her. Okay, good. All right, thank you, my friend. So that, that that's not a surprise. The Thompson Park was filled last night. People are out and about. There's, you know, the the COVID is done. The 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 atrocities going on there in Shanghai and uh, uh, Beijing, people locked up. You know, they're they're killing household pets. It's just a horrible, horrible thing going on there. And, and yet the death rate in China is very, very low. In, in, in as far, I mean, they're treating it. Like, this is the way. Uh, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, I know how the Chinese are. Jeff mocked it today. He said, oh, Cuomo should have done the same thing. Of course, that wasn't going to happen. But why are they doing it? I'm talking about the Chinese government. Why are they stepping up this whole you know, quarantine thing much higher than they did? I mean, remember, China was basically back in operation by July of 2020. I'm not saying up to full capacity, but here it is. They unleashed the beast. The whole world was dying. Everyone was shut down. And they were pretty much back in operation a lot quicker than everyone else. Now it's the direct opposite. Now there's a variant of a variant of a variant. And people, it's a no worse than a common cold, in my opinion. Death rate is low all around the world, thank God. And yet they're locking people in. It doesn't make any sense. The forces of evil on this planet are very much working their asses off right now. Putin, who, by the way, Vladimir, is... Uh, they, there's video and pictures of him at a church service, which right off the bat, I was like, wow, Vladimir Putin goes to church? What, Church of Satan? Satan rules. So and there's pictures of him now. He looks bloated. I just think the guy's going to have a nervous breakdown. So, and, and people might say, well, that's good. Maybe he might just die off. Says, no, that's not good. Stalin was very paranoid. St- Stalin was the worst man who ever lived. And now it seems like Putin is following. And again, if you have nothing to lose... And you, you, you know, if we find out today, tomorrow, whatever, that Putin has some type of disease or is, uh, is, 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 is got cancer, he's got in the fourth or fifth stage, that's a dangerous thing. Then he turns into like, uh, you know, Martin Sheen's character in the Dead Zone. What was his name? Greg Stilson. The, the, the missiles have been launched. Hallelujah. It's a glorious day. 
He's like, oh, what the hell? I'm leaving. I don't even talk to anyone. I sit at the end of a table like a mile long out of a James Bond movie, and I don't get anyone near me. I'm running a war that I'm losing and winning at the same time. By the way, I was looking at uh, News Junkie, and there's mixed reviews. And, and it's har- how, many tr- how many Russian sh- so, uh, soldiers have been killed. I've heard over 22,000. This one says 15,000 Russian troops have been killed in Ukraine. Right above that, it says world's oldest person, Kane Tanaka, dead at 119. But no, this is the article I was t- just talking about. Vladimir Putin appears unsteady during church services as illness rumors mount. A lot of pressure on this guy. We saw what happened. You know, it's a different scenario. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Hitler, who was, I believe, still in his 30s when he died on April 30th, 1945, was having a nervous breakdown because he knew the, uh, the Red Army was just blocks away from, you know, from killing him and, and everyone else. So that, that, that will have a tendency to, to, to you know, be, be very taxing on your body. But like I said, it, it could also mean like, hey, if I'm going out, the whole world's going out. But he's a horrible person. And, and President Xi, he's a horrible person for what he's doing over there in his own country. We never thought we'd see such atrocities in the 21st century because, again, living like I am, a half-assed historian, you know, you just think about all that as like, oh, that happened in the past. We're not going to see that again. Oh, history has a tendency to repeat itself. So, well, yeah, but, you know, it seems like the West is, is joining hands, and um, that's, a, that's a good sign. But it seems like we are definitely, you know, you know, we're definitely provoking things by by providing all this arm, armory for for the Ukrainian army. I mean, eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars. That's a lot of that's a lot of. Te- they're not giving them tanks, but they're giving a lot of technology. And here's the question: When we give, you know, a country that at this point really doesn't have a currency, I'm talking about Ukraine, because you know their their whole government and their society is shut down. When you give a country $800, $900 million of this, that, and the other thing, not to mention everything else we've done, and support and, armor and, and, uh, and technology from other countries, do you have to pay that back? How do you do that? I know they produce a lot of oil there. Are we going to get some of that back? Last time I checked, gas, is, despite the fact that it went down five cents, it's still over four bucks. So if we're going to give any, I mean, it's not like you could slip into a, a war-torn zone of like Ukraine and say, hey, while we're here, uh, you get this, and uh, you see that big tank of gas over there, like I'm the great humongous from the Road Warrior? Can you just, like, you know, put it in that tank, and we'll take it home? Because we need a lot of free oil right now. We need it bad. Can you do that? No, that's not possible. But I wonder, where's the compensation here? Or is this just, uh, we're just trying to help out? Either way, Putin's, you know, now he's he's showing video, and he's he's, he's, he's demonstrating one of his, uh, his big, big missiles, a nuclear missile that could, he claims could take out any place, any city in the world. I think he used Britain as an example. Again, when a bully loses with his fist, he'll resort to using a stone. Well, let's hope for the best in all this, folks. So other than that, you want to give me a shout. The phone lines are open, 755-1240. Don't forget the 315. 315-755-1240. So anyway... Uh, seeing Trevor and uh, Grant play uh, baseball is just, it's, it's great. It's, it's one of the greatest things. And, and uh, the Duffman said that on Facebook. Nothing more, and, and it's not just baseball, by the way. It's basketball, you know, soccer. I'm not a big soccer fan. But just to see kids in organized sports. And in Long Island, they, they, they have a tendency to do it right down there. The fields, just tremendous uh, facilities. They're all over the place, by the way. The uniforms look no different than 
than the major leagues. I, I don't remember. I mean, we had uniforms when, in my day, but nothing like these kids. Plus, most of the fields that we played in Brooklyn and Queens, they didn't even mow the lawn. So times have changed, that's for sure. But it's great to see all the parents show up and, and support the kids. So, uh, you know, again, not having children myself, I kind of like did the, you know, I, I, I kind of backed into all of this. It's, it's great to see the, an 8-year-old and an 11-year-old, uh, you know, with, with, with their own peers out there having a lot of fun. Then after that, I saw my friend George just yesterday at his place in Wantaw. He wants to move out of Long Island. He doesn't want to live there anymore. He wants to move to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, but his wife Maureen says, Nyet! Not happening. Nyet! Uh, and their son, Justin, who's 15, going on 16, I believe, is, uh, is a master. I, just, I can't call him a master. That's disrespectful. But at his age, he is, he's one of the best Taekwondo athletes in the world. So uh, Maureen Fredericks doesn't want him to leave uh, uh, Wanto, Long Island, just yet. Uh, because, you know, she want, they want to wait to see what happens with, with Justin. They want to get him through high school. And then, obviously, they want to see if he can make it to the Olympics in France in 2024. And let me tell you something. Again, a lot of people, you know, have high hopes for people they know or, or f- family members or their son or daughter. And that's great. Making the Olympics. I'd be bragging about that each and every day. But this kid, Justin Fredericks, and Taekwondo is not easy. It's discipline, you know. And it's, and it's not MMA. Not, you know, that's, MMA is a lot different. But there's, there's, there's different, you know, there's, they kick each other to a degree, uh, but they don't beat the crap out of each other. And they wear the whole garb and the belts and so forth. But uh, Justin has won uh, at least six or seven, you know, national championships. He won uh, Mexico City or somewhere down there, somewhere in Mexico recently. Puerto Rico. And he's won up there in Montreal. He went out to Vegas. I think he came in second in Vegas. But he's always in the top one or two. And he, and he wins by, uh, he's, he's all, and when you see him, I don't know anything about Taekwondo, by the way. But if I were to compare him and anyone else, at his age at least, you can clearly see that Justin Fredericks is a special kid. There's no doubt about it. So hopefully, and by the way, I thought the uh, Los Angeles Olymp- Olympics was 2024. They're 2028. I was mistaken. So Justin will definitely have a shot at, uh, uh, even at his age, in France, but clearly have a better shot in Los Angeles in 2028. So we're going to be rooting for Justin, that's for sure. And then I went out to Jersey to see my sisters who live out there, and that was interesting, uh, and, and, and using the GPS. because you know, I can get in and out of Long Island and New York, blah, 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 but once I get into Jersey, it's a whole new ball of wax. I don't know how we lived without GPS. I have no clue. I mean, the, the GPS put me from one road to the other. In some cases, I went through townships, it's like, it, there's no way I would have. I went through Staten Island, by the way. And there's no way in the world. How did we do it? How did we function? How did we get from point A to point B without GPS? One of many modern uh, conveniences that have made our lives much better. You can't complain there. All right, let's do a break. No one's calling. Let's do this break. We'll be back right after this. What does Northern New York need now more than ever in Albany? They need an assembly woman with proven business leadership and a person who will fight for North Country value. To Albany for you, my North Country neighbor. Thank you. Hi, well, welcome back. Okay, so uh, Chris Wallace, as we know, I didn't realize this, but he, Chris Wallace, this past year or last year, left Fox News to go to CNN. He was going to head up the CNN Plus streaming platform. Uh, which Jeff Zucker set up, but in the process he also resigned because of an alleged, you know, affair with someone he was 
having relations with for many years. It was out in the open, but there was a lot of other factors, but he used that as his, as his excuse. But in the process, he left you know, Chris Wallace hanging. Well, to some degree, sometimes I feel bad for people who make decisions like that. I've seen it in baseball and other sports where they go from a good situation to a bad one. So why do we feel sorry for people that are still making a lot more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime, including Chris Wallace? They gave him $5 million a year for this. $5 million a year for a streaming service that no one looked at. It was online for one month, and they axed it after 30 days. Jeff Zucker, of course, gone. They were going to pump a billion dollars into it for over, over the course of three years, I believe. But uh, Chris Wallace, 74, said that he's in good shape, and it was going to be fine. Well, you know what? Whether he's on Fox or not, $5 million, and he was making good money at Fox, I'm sure. At 74 years old, by the way which is technically nine years after retirement age, I can't feel sorry for a dude like that. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm kind of glad he left because I was just sick and tired of the way he betrayed the Republican Party. And not just on, on, on election night in 2020, but uh, many other occasions. I could see how you know, he was being just like his dad, uh, Mike Wallace, who was a liberal himself. But uh, you know, just, it just didn't add up. So... You know, I, I feel bad to some degree, but you can't feel bad for a guy who uh, who's, who's essentially making ten thousand dollars a day just for getting up out of bed. So, if you want to be the last call of the day, seven five five twelve forty is the number. Seven five five twelve. What is the time? All the clocks are all over the place. One clock here says five forty fifty seven and a half. The other one's five fifty eight and a half. And and the and the one on the uh, the other one says five forty nine. It's like kind of like uh, John Belushi's character in in, <laughs> in Animal House. So no one's calling in. No one loves me. I'm I'm gone. I miss one day. You don't want to call me up. Other things on News Junkie to uh, of note. Uh, locally, not much. I I will reflect on something uh, recently. I got a, a a you know, I was approached. Uh, to uh, to examine or uh, give a better uh, examination on the lot there on uh, Washington Street, and uh, I'll I'll have I'll, I just want to get my 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 head clear for tomorrow, um, but there there's reasons why I you know, I have a tendency to uh, see where Jeff Smith is going uh, with his refusal to say yes. I don't know at this point if it matters. He might be outnumbered by the others. I think it comes right down to Compo, but uh, Sarah Compo that is. But uh, there's a reason why Jeff feels that way, and I'll reflect on more of that tomorrow. I want to be more prepared for it. But, um, you, you know, more or less the, the neighborhood integrity, I guess. Uh, we talk about businesses being there, most of which are medical facilities, but there's, there's a lot more to it when you put a retail uh, in a store, like, like a convenience store like that. It changes that neighborhood, and therefore the, the thought is at least you could never get it back to its original luster. So that's at least the way some people look at it, and I'll reflect on that tomorrow. Uh, this is the end of the show. AM 1240, WE10, Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. See you tomorrow. This is 